change that I am doing. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy to stand here today and just share some few things I know about the town. And um, I believe by the end we, we will learn something, hopefully. Um, let's just pray. Take the stage, Lord. Have your way. I am just a vessel and nothing more. When you die, please take the glory. I'm satisfied just to see you glorified. Take the stage, Lord. Have your way. I am just a vessel and nothing more. When you die, please take the glory. I am satisfied just to see you glorified. That's the prayer. Amen. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start, um, we'll be talking about the power of the tongue, and um, before we start, I just have one question. What comes to mind when, when we talk about the tongue? I know people saw flyers and they're like, really we'll be talking about the tongue, power of the tongue. I just want to know, what comes to mind? And uh, I mean, anybody can say something, and any answer is, is correct, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it's not a tricky question. Yeah, what do you think when we... All right. Um, I don't know if that's the other day. There are seven different kinds of tastes oh. on the tongue. Seven. Okay. Um, salty, sour, sweet, and other ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so... Th that is more like biology, right? Okay, okay, yeah, th that's a great answer. <laughs> what else? And one more, that is, I agree, that the tongue is very, very powerful. We can use it both in positive ways and negative ways. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. We'll be talking more about this. Um, but before that, I think I am having this title as the tongue, a universal sword. Um, that is, the, the tongue has the power of life and death, um, just like you, you, you said. So what I'm going to do today is to take the opportunity to let us understand what linguists or let's say poets, people in academia see or think about a tongue. Then we will link it to the, what the Bible says about a tongue and some recommendations that I will be giving. The most important thing um, I think we'll be taking out here is to see what entails in the tongue and how we can bring the best out of it because it can either do or undo us. So don't worry, um, I'm gonna be here with this perfect accent <laughs> to talk about the tongue. If we see what the Bible is saying, it's more spiritual. 
But the most important thing is, even though it is spiritual, it is able to manifest physically. Because if the spirit is weak, like the Bible is saying, it's definitely going to manifest physically. And then you will see that you are losing tracks, you are, be you are becoming weak. You sometimes you even want to sit and pray, but you cannot do it because of certain things that come to fight the, spirit, the body spiritually and manifesting physically, causing us not even feeling to maybe sit up and pray if we used to, or maybe follow God's word or stuff like that. These are all things hidden in the world that can easily draw our attention to, that can easily cause us to sway from what the Bible wants us to do. Can we see the next verse, um, please? So what we are doing now is trying to understand how the Bible defines the tongue. Because we've seen one from academia talking about a twisted thing with everything on it. And the Bible also highlighting on things that comes from the human body that can cause us either life, that can cause us to make life or maybe cause us to walk on the path of death. So Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18, it says the words of the reckless pierce um, like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Have you sat down and imagined or maybe have you had a situation where just one thing you said was able to calm nerves at work, at home. Kids are just fighting, kids are playing around. You have co-workers arguing, but just one thing you said, everything understood and stuff went back to normal. These are some of the things I want us to think about. I read a book, it's in French, so I'm not gonna say the title. But then it's about a war, kind of war. There was this guy, uh, if you've watched Troy, there is this old movie, Troy, I don't know. Yeah, I know Americans don't watch them, I don't know. <laughs> but then, there was this guy whose name is Democos. In the movie, what he was doing, I mean, in the, in the story, what he was doing was go to this side, create confusion, and come to the other side and create confusion. He was just using his tongue as a powerful weapon. And at the end, there was war because of some of the things he was saying. See how powerful the tongue can be. Even in the Bible, when we hear the story of Isaac, Jacob, and Esau, Esau, being the eldest child, was supposed to receive blessing from the dad, Isaac. That is the story. Stuff happened, and now it goes to Jacob. But Jacob still got a blessing, even though it wasn't meant for him. Why? There is power in the tongue. The moment the dad pronounced blessing on him, he got a blessing, even though it wasn't his. This is how powerful the tongue can be. That when the Bible says that this tongue is what is leading us on, then it means whatever we say, whatever we think, can definitely make or unmake some people. It can cause people their lives, and it can make people live better. In our parts of the world, even here, we have politicians. If you know a politician, sometimes you need contract or something. Somebody can just place a phone call. Hey, this is Mr. Blah, blah. That's my guy, and that's about it. You got a dream job. It happens in many parts of the world. It's all because of what the tongue, what the tongue can do. That's what I want us to understand, how powerful the tongue is, so that we will be able, um, as, as, as believers, be able to groom our tongue very well and see how we can make the best out of it. So here, I am going to talk about how we make room for negativity. So we're going to understand what we do that can, begins to create the room for negativity or the death. Because now we understand that the tongue is in the middle, 
we have death and we have life. So at this point, I'm going to talk about the, the, the death aspect. And now we'll go to the life aspect and see how, which one we're going to choose after the service. Maybe, maybe after the service, we're going to say, Willie, you've talked, but still we're going, we're going to just go through the, <laughs> nobody's going to think about death. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, so here, anger, that's the first thing. See, sometimes we are so devastated and because of things we're going through, we can just be angry and create a lot of trouble for ourselves and for people. But the question is, I am a human being. Anger is part of life, right? It's part of our characteristics. Yes, it is. Even we have kings in the Bible who lost control. Moses was leading the Israelites. But then due to anger issues, he wasn't able to follow certain instructions. Even, I know this is a story, you might know the story or not, but they go to the Red Sea, he's supposed to just show his rod, you know, to create this path for them to walk through. But he was going through a lot of pressure from the members, people pressuring him, hey, we are dying here, we are doing this, we are suffering, what do you want to do? Can you take us back to the slavery or whatever? But then he loses control and now he, he just does something out of anger. And, and God is not happy with it. This is somebody who was sent by God. But then anger, we see what the anger can do. So anger is something that can lead us into that path of death, the trouble. Some expressions we use for our fellow people can even make our enemy them at work. What do we say about people? How do we even describe people? How do we talk about people? All these things can create problems for people or they can make good things for them. But with anger, we only know that we are leading towards what? Talking bad about people. We only know that we are trying to do something that's gonna hurt them back. And, and this is how we use the term in that negative way to create problem. So anger is the first thing I will, I'll point out. Um, we also wanna know that sometimes we can say sorry, but sorry might not be able to control or contain the pain you've caused somebody. So anytime I have issues that can provoke me, I always try to just give myself a second to think about it. How far can this anger take me to and see how I can work around it? The second thing is fear. Fear, I have experienced this in so many ways. This story that I am talking about is in the book of Numbers. In the Bible um, you can read it on yourself numbers chapter 21 verse 4 to 9 the story is very simple Moses goes to um, Moses takes the Israelites from King you know Egypt they get to the wilderness they are starving people are sick they don't even know if they can make it to the promised land God says and now they become frustrated so what do they do they go to their leader Hey, did you bring us here so that we can die? No, then you better take us back. We want to be slaves. Did you bring us here so we, we can just fight with each other? Why did you bring us here? They, be, they began to speak against Moses. They began to speak against God, despite all the miracles God had done for them. And why do you think they were speaking against God? Because they were afraid. When there is fear, sometimes we only think about ourselves. It's not sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, but m most often when there is fear, everybody wants to see where we can get the best shelter for ourselves first. 
That's normal with human beings. But that fear can be a weapon that will be leading you to the path of death that I am talking about. So sometimes when there is fear, we will see how to manage it. And very soon we'll be talking about some recommendations about that. When I first got here, when I was doing my master's at the University of Arizona, I was taking a class. There is this professor, I don't know, maybe she didn't like me or she didn't like, I would say us, because we had a lot of numbers from Africa in the department. So every Monday, every Wednesday, and Friday, I was depressed, and I was so afraid going to class, because the moment we see this professor, it's just going to be negative comments about us, bad grades. We saw that we were doing extremely well before we came here, but then it wasn't working, because this person didn't just like us. So I was afraid. And you know what I was doing? I was praying against that person. Sometimes I wish that she doesn't make it to class. I just don't want to see her. And I remember one time she got, she got in an accident. It was, it was bad, and they were operating on her leg. I sat down, and I, I didn't even feel like I should be worried. And that wasn't me. You know, typically I'll be like, oh, my professor is not feeling well. But for once, I was feeling like, okay, maybe we don't go to class. I don't see her. But I was wrong. Fast forward. I got a renew of my mind, and I started thinking about how best I can manage the situation. So I was just doing my best, and I was telling myself, so if I continue to be scared, if I continue to be afraid, how am I then going to perform in other classes? So fine, if this class is not working well, and me being afraid is going to lead me to fail other classes, no. Then I will just leave that class to be, but then put myself together and work on the other classes. And that is how I was able to contain the situation. I went back to Arizona two years ago, and she was the person I met at Walmart. And she's like, whoa, really? How are you? How have you been? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm married. That was the answer I said. Because I just wanted to share the good news first. So that the person would know that the fear and everything that I was having with her, no, I was able to still move forward. And everything happened because I did not accept negativity. I chose faith and resilience. I chose to move forward. I chose to see how I can talk to myself best and see how I can manage the situation and go beyond it and make sure it doesn't affect other areas of my life. And the third one is envy. Envy, 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 envy is one of the weapons that is really, really trending in every household now. You take your phone, you know, the youths, you go to Instagram, you see people doing so many good stuff, and then you begin, you begin to fight with your partner because you guys are not having it. You see people taking their kids to big places. You see all the videos, people having fun. And now you, you turn to your kids. You are not performing well in school. You see somebody doing that. I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> Everything is, that is how the, the, the social world is now becoming. Envy, envy is trending in every society. Even in church, when somebody is doing so well, we, we can stand wherever we want to stand and say, hey, you are doing amazing. But then, in our heart, 
do we really mean it? So I feel like envy is so personal that you might not be able to point it out that this person is being envious of the other person. It's more like in the heart. But I find it to be one of the weapons that will lead us to the, the path of death. And um, so what I'm going to say, you do not have to be dis- feel discontent um, when it is going well for somebody. You, God will not deal with us like a hundred meter race. And I'm going to take that again. God is not going to deal with us like a hundred meter race. Um, um, do we calculate meters here or what? Meters, right? Good. See, everyone, everyone has their own tracks. And God knows the best time for everybody. And my, my grandmom used to tell me this when, when I'm, I'm trying to be jealous of somebody. She would say, just raise your hand, and I'll raise my hand. It's like, you see, those fingers are not the same. Everything, each finger has its own function. But the most important thing is when they come together, they're able to do marvelous. So try and understand how that person is doing well and see how you can make the best out of that and see how you can use that to influence yourself so you, you can maybe start doing well. And, and, I, and I'll take this advice because I think it helps me to know that, well, um, we would not be equal as we want and every person will have their own time at the right time, right? And, and then we begin to talk to ourselves and see how best we can do it. So to keep it short, these are the three things that I, I, I am pointing out that anger, fear, and envy. We give a lot of excuses when we can do certain things in life. Sometimes you want to apply to this job, but then you feel like you don't have certain, um, certain qualities. So you are thinking about it. You, you kind of talking yourself down. I don't think I can make it because that person, I think, she has that, he has that, they have this and that. And because of that, I'm not going to pursue this dream. No. I think we should have, we should talk to ourselves again about that if we are going through these kind of things. Because in the Bible, when God called Moses and wanted to send him, he said he's, he, he, he's, he's a stammerer. He cannot talk in front of people. He was given a lot of excuses. Oh, I have this past issue with this person. So I think the first day they see my face, no, nobody's looking at my CV. <laughs> we, we see all these things. Oh, no, I think I did this some time ago, and because of that, I don't think I can make it. The moment you begin to make room for this kind of negativity, then it means you are already leading yourself towards the path of negativity, the death that I am talking about. And, and, and so what you have to do is to sit down and ask yourself, how can I do it and do it well? If, if you don't have any evidence, the evidence is the Bible. You see people in the Bible who share testimonies about struggling in the beginning, but the things were just marvelous at the end because they had the right people to talk to and they, they knew that leading themselves towards the path of death would not be helpful. So they sat down and they were able to do it. Another example is Jonah. If you've heard, if, if, you've, if you've, you've heard Jonah in the Bible, who was being sent by God. I know I'm sharing some old stories, and I believe you understand some of them. 
um, in the Bible. He didn't want to, God wanted to send him and he doesn't want to go because he thinks he's afraid. He, he doesn't have the characteristics and, and a whole lot of excuses. But then what happens? The trouble even becomes bigger than you going to take on the mission. Life is about missions. Whatever you are doing today, you have to analyze and reanalyze. See the ramifications, see the negative side of it, and see how you can even groom the negativity and, and make it positive. I was telling Pastor Nick some other time that I lost my dad. I, I never had that experience of dad, 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 dad. No, everything was mom, mom, mom. Because I lost my dad at the age of maybe five. He used to travel a lot, and then they said he died. <laughs> That's it. So when I was in school, my friend's dad is coming, and I was feeling it. I'm like, when am I going to say that? Because my mom didn't marry again after that. And our house got burnt some months later. So somebody gave us a place. That night, we got robbed. The little things people you know, gave to the family. We got robbed that night. So here is the thing. We lost the dad. Our house got burned. Somebody gave us a place. We got robbed that night. That night, we got robbed. And it was so bad. So when, when I sit down like that, you see, you, you're only going to have negativity. Because it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. So what, what do you have to do? You will begin to look at the, 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 the nearest resource that can help you to make life better. You, you will just begin to see the shortcut, how best you can just get yourself out of this situation. But sometimes we got to wait and know that it's a process. We got some good people who led us on. And we, began, we, we continue to trust in God. And here I am today. And um, in February, my mom got her visa approved and she is joining me. And I'm going to bring her here. Yeah. So that's, that's how it starts. Um, the news will just be all over the place. You're going to have hard and difficult times. But each of them is the test that you have to see, that you have to make these choices, either the path of death or the path of life. All right. So now, I will give some recommendations. But before that, let's read James. Oh, this is too long. I'm not going to read everything. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to read everything, but I really want us to have the opportunity to read James chapter 3, which talks about taming the tongue. I have my favorite. Is it? Um, can't, okay, let me see. <laughs> I just don't want to read everything <laughs> for, for some reason. Pastanik, can you read that fast for me? 30 seconds. <laughs> Try it. You, you get the microphone. Yes, please. Just for you. Yes. Oh, 30 seconds. <laughs> when we put bits into the mouths of uh, horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships. As an example, although they are so large and uh, driven by strong winds, they are <laughs> steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. 
Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. <sighs> a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it and is itself set on fire by hell. Oh my God. <laughs> this <laughs> then I don't want to have a tongue, I guess. Yeah, this... this 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 is just to know how how huge our tongue is, and it goes beyond just the flesh we are saying. It's about the mind and the heart. They are all connected together, because it is what is inside the mind and heart. It's gonna come out finally, right? Um, yeah, and the, I will not read the next one, but you can you can just just let me point some few things. But here, you see that God still talks about the tongue and. Let us know how heavy the tongue is and how good and at the same time bad the tongue can be. But at the end, what the Bible is telling us that we have control over that. That's the most important thing, that we are able to control it. If this powerful thing could not be controlled, then we, we were having, you know, we, we are in a big trouble. Um, but then we, we, we can control it. So we will get some recommendation and see how we can make the best out of it. But before that, I have some, um, and the first one is, you got to solve, um, so positive words. I can do it. It is hard, but I think I got it. You got this. You know, you have a coworker struggling. Take the opportunity to talk to them and say, you can do this. I think the business is not going well but I believe that you can do it. The moment you begin with stuff like that, then actions are going to follow because you are trying to help these people. So we do not have to let any corrupt talk come out of our mouth because it's, going to help. it's not gonna help us or our neighbors. The next one is talk good or bad, no the same the list talk good about each other and that is also Proverbs chapter 16 verse um, 32 I was I, before before this I, I, I came from um, St. Louis today so we had a, a concert yesterday in St. Louis and I was having this conversation with a friend and he was telling me sometimes he sits down and he goes to social media I'm just using social media as an example because that's what is out there today. And he, he reads comments that people say about others and j just for the fun of it. And he sat down and he saw that. He saw like out of 25 comments about somebody, specific somebody out there, I forgot the name, out of 25 comments, you know, on three of this person's posts, out of 25 comments in each, there were 20 people insulting him out of 25. And the other five was just LOL, with a smiling emoji. See, people just take delight in just saying bad things because we don't know them. They are hiding behind their phones and they will just say whatever. So if, so if you dare to speak about church, to speak about the Bible, then you have to be ready for a lot of comments. 
and that is what's going on. People use the social media to just talk bad about everybody. But we can make the best out of it. We can also use this same social media to say good things and bless people. You see on social media people who are kind of handicapped, people who are struggling with health and other stuff. It takes these same comments for these people to get the energy and the faith to believe in themselves that they are not going to die and then they can make it. So let's begin to groom ourselves and see how best we can talk good about each other. And then let's wish ourselves well and support each other. So if you have a brother, you have a sibling, anybody, neighbor, going through hard times, you want to take the opportunity to use your tongue in a positive way to let them know that, hey, I am there for you and I wish you well. I know it is tough and I wish you well. I know that it's been very difficult, but I think you can make it. The, the, the next one is, don't be shut out by challenges and difficult times. And that, you can take my story as an example. Kind of five, four boys and a sister, plus my mom, in this kind of chaos. I, I'm the last born, so I, maybe, maybe I didn't experience it that much because they will carry me, of course, you know, when, when they are moving around. But I think my brothers were, were, were just, it's very disheartening, the kind of things they went through. But they, they chose faith. They, they, cho they, they chose to persevere instead of giving up. Instead of fear, they chose faith. And that is what I want to challenge us to do today. Let's find a moment and see how best we can always choose faith and not give up. We have to deal against self-pity and see how we can make ourselves better by talking to ourselves well.